Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Hello, Jake. How's the packing going? It's chaos. It is, I mean, seriously, <laughs> m- moving house and holiday, it's its absolute chaos. Um, but hey, that's the way it goes. We're going to have a little break. Oh, I'm going to have a break from uh, packing and have a good chat with yourself about recovering from, well, I wish it was packing, but recovering from races. <laughs> I think there's probably a similarity, recovering from holiday and recovering from races, but never mind. <laughs> How's your legs? Do you know, amazing absolutely amazing um i mean i have had the week off i just did a little run today three miles it it was good it was good um but yeah much better than expected i think actually i I mean i have to be honest i think the advantage that the 50 miles was broken up by some cake and maybe a pot noodle (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going to say the 50 miles was broken up with rest you said cake. oh yeah rest no that was the other thing rest I did post a picture which Daisy took of me lying down in my bubble hat and my son's um, dry robe at 3am. <laughs> Gosh. There was rest. I was totally, I thoroughly recommend it as the way to run 50 miles. <laughs> it sounds insane, Joe. I'll be honest, but I'm, I'm pleased you're in one piece. I'm very pleased you're in one piece. Obviously, practising what you preach, so that's good. That's, that's good. good, yes. So, post-race recovery, it's always funny, isn't it? Um, you know people vary in their approach and we always say there are many approaches there are many goals and there are many ways to do things but i think you know it's it's a it's an interesting topic i think it is <laughs> and probably one i have some strong views about so i'm going to zip my mouth and throw it over to you jake no thank you very much i want to hear your views <laughs> i'm sure everybody else does as well but i think it's i mean this video could be really short couldn't it recovering from races just don't do anything. Stop running. Have some time out. <laughs> okay, I know you need to get back to your packing, but come on, we've got to give people more than that. <laughs> but there is a little bit more to it than that. And it's not so easy to do, is it? I had an email no. from one of my runners this morning, right? Literally, well, literally, I kid you not, as I've just got back from a run. Quickly check the emails before I jumped on the live with yourself. Had an email from a runner who is doing the Outlaw uh, full uh, Ironman very soon and sort of planning training and whatnot. And she's saying... She really, it's obviously kind of super tapering and whatnot. She says she's really struggling to exercise is such a fundamental part of her life. She's used to doing so much that now she really struggles to like back off. And now we're talking tapering here, but it's the same, (laughs) it can be the same after a race when you're so used to doing something to suddenly not have that. And and like um, Charlie, my runner said, she, she said, it's also really, my exercise is really wrapped in my social life. You know, there's a massive kind of connection between the two. So if I'm not doing much exercise, I'm also missing out on the, the social side of things as well. So I think for those reasons, I mean, you got some packing to do, Marty. <laughs> I was going to wave at her. <laughs> you are, she'll just be like... Oh, so, you can't get the crew, can you, these days? <laughs> it's terrible. They'll be, I'll be hit on the head, on the back of the head with a pair of running shoes very soon, I'm sure. Very soon, very soon. So, yeah, I think, I think it is quite difficult to actually be disciplined enough to take some time out and trust yourself to do that. You've obviously done that, Joe. You had your first, was it your first run today? First it was, yes. Run. Yeah. Yep. So that's, I think that's hard. And I think it's hard 
because there's a lot of emotions wrapped up in a race, isn't there? You, you kind of get that post-race blues really easily. And either the race went really well, so wow, look at that, that's amazing, or maybe it didn't go so well. If it went really well, I think because you're riding high off the back of that great event, you kind of want more of that. You want another fix, you're itching to get back training. Well, what are the possibilities now? You know, I achieved this time, for example, or I achieved this 50 miles in this 24 hour event, whatever, what else can I do? And you kind of want to get going again. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is if it didn't go so well in your mind, you might be itching to get back out there to almost make amends. Does that make sense? To kind yeah, of, totally, oh, I'm frustrated. Totally. Oh, so I just want to get back to it. So before I hand back to you, Joe, to get your thoughts, I think one sort of, I'll class it as a technique, but I don't know whether it's officially a technique. But what I've always done very often, especially after big races like marathon stuff, where you're training for a long time for it, I'll usually plan another race after the marathon a safe time frame, by the way, from the marathon to, let's say, half marathon or, or 10K. But that serves a few different purposes there. It enables you to have another chance to utilize the fitness that you develop through training, because let's face it, the marathon, if it is a marathon, might not go to plan. So your main A race, your goal race, might not go to plan. Poor weather might not be feeling good, but you know you're in good shape. Well, you want to capitalize on that, don't you? So if you know you've got a banker, so to speak, another race at a safe distance in the future after that race, it gives you another chance, but also I think it may help you be disciplined with having some recovery after your main race because you know, well, I just got to fully recover now. I'm not trying to gain fitness. I'm going to fully recover because actually I've got this half marathon coming up or I've got this 10K and I really want to go for that. So I think that can be quite a nice way to, to work potentially. Yeah. What I think is interesting with that though is sometimes I think that next race is what almost scuppers the ability to recover because you start thinking and how many times have I said to runners don't fall into that trap of thinking oh, but I've got this next rate you know I've got the London Marathon I don't want to be losing fitness now for the London Marathon and I say to people that way lies several weeks of training mediocrity probably because you're going to actually you know if you if you don't allow yourself to recover from the huge burst of exertion that you've done, you're going to be fatigued and actually the quality of your training is going to be impaired. So if you have got that other race, in some ways that's almost, although we often see it as the incentive to get straight back into training, I say to people, you know, what you're gonna lose in these few days, you will make up for in better quality training when you come back and, and you will actually run better in that race, even though you, you're thinking, I've only got X number of weeks, therefore I want to make the most of all of them. Um, I think the thing I wanted to say was, obviously, we're talking, you know, I think to clarify what we're talking about, because predominantly, you know, I've done this 50 miles, I don't know if I mentioned it. Um, and, you know, we're talking a little bit about marathons as well. I think it's very, how much recovery you need after a race is probably related to the race, um, potentially the distance, but actually also the effort. So it might be if you absolutely peaked for a 5k and really threw everything into it, you might still need some post-race recovery. Now, you might need less than if you did a, a marathon or whatever, but you still might need some, some recovery. On the other hand, you might have run a marathon, but actually it wasn't a, a sort of max effort all in, this is the big one. It was just a bit of a training run, in which case you might not need so much rest or, or indeed any rest. So firstly, always relate it to what was the level of effort that I put into this race and where does this race fall within my overall plan? Because we can't, right, we can't have lots of recovery after every race, can we? We'd never, 
we would never train and we would never no. be fit. So, you know, just to, to kind of clarify that point that, that what we're really talking about here are, are your, your A races, I think, or at least your B race. That's quite hard. I, I think, I think you're right, Joe. And I think it is about discipline. You know, I mentioned about planning another race in the future with all of these things with training in general, you've got to be disciplined because of the high injury rate as well, not just injury rate, but you want to do really well in your, your training and your races, especially for most people. So therefore you don't want too much fatigue in the body. You don't want to be, you want to be able to extract that maximum performance on the day, all that stuff. So you've got to be disciplined. I think discipline, there's a connection between discipline and confidence as well. I'm not sure which comes first, but if you have confidence inside and you know, well, you know what? I'm in good shape now. I'm in good shape. And there's different ways of knowing whether you're in good shape or not. And that'll be different for different people. Then you can say to yourself, right, I know I'm in good shape. I don't need to be chomping at the bit to get back out there. I need to train intelligently because I have an opportunity to, to, to run well again in the future. You know, it's not just about one A race, as you said, Joe. There's, there's lots of other races. Of course, you can't taper for every race. We don't suggest no. that our runners taper for every race. So you've got to get all that kind of balance right. And something else that popped in my head as you were speaking about things to factor into how much time you have off after the race. So in terms of recovery, yeah, you know, the distance of the race, how hard you push, perhaps the conditions as well. Was it like super hot? Maybe you're not used to that. Was it super hilly? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But also, I think age as well, Joe. I mean, <laughs> Are you trying to say I'm really old? I've, you right, know, just to put it, it out there. It's over. <laughs> really old. Like, really. <laughs> I tell you, I looked really old on the last lap. <laughs> I think age is a massive factor that you have to consider all throughout your training. We're not the same as we were when we were, you know, 21 or whatever, if you're not 21. So I think... I yeah, am actually. I've just spent a lot of time outside. <laughs> you're in good company. I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken myself. I know that I need a little bit more rest from various races and training. You've got to know yourself. So do factor that in. You can't bounce back as perhaps you used to be able to. So it's all about listening to the body i do think that's very important <laughs> i don't mean to offend you i'm not trying to offend anybody i'm net you know me i've never offended well, my, well you know you might find something one day <laughs> no absolutely right i i moan all the time now that you know even in <laughs> even in normal training i can't put the hard stuff back to back like i used to um you have got to be sensible and i think you've got to be open-minded as well going back to what you're saying about conditions you know for some things you don't really know how you're going to feel afterwards until you're after it um so i had a, a runner that you know she was doing a, a 15 mile or something like that which should have been well within her comfort sphere and it wasn't supposed to be hard you know hard race or anything it was just a routine thing but actually it was really muddy and really hilly so what we said was you know and she said, my legs are really tired in which case let's ease back this week you know what is what is the point of pushing on because actually you had a harder workout and as we said there's always actually there's always a training benefit to races so you know you you what you might lose in training that week because you need to ease back you've probably gained in training from the race itself um so you know be be open-minded and be flexible and i you i do like to harp on about the past that very long distant thing because i'm so Can old I just, i'm just going to crack on packing a little bit just give me a shout <laughs> when you've you've done your stories of old yesteryear is that right I'll... <laughs> yeah go a quick one um no just to say you know i always remember i i don't know if i, if I mentioned running the commonwealth games ten thousand meters great went for an easy run the next day tore my foot was out for nearly six months because 
you know, it took more out of my legs than I thought. And just going for that run the next day, I thought it was going to be fine and it wasn't. And it did teach me a rather harsh lesson that you've got to see, you know, think long term. Don't, you know, don't don't get caught up in that. Oh, I just I'll just do this because that's what's on the plan. You know, think long term. You want to come back and you want to ride this crest of this wave of, of fitness and everything that you've got. So just taking it a little bit easier afterwards is going to help. I think mentally as well, like you, you mentioned about you, you don't know how you're going to feel after the race. I think, of course, physically you don't know, but mentally as well. And I think it's very easy to to respond, react too quickly. The whole knee-jerk reaction, we can all do that in life, can't we, in different ways. Sometimes, you know, count to 10, take some deep breaths. And I think you, you'll probably go through a mix of emotions after a race, whether it's gone well, not well, whatever your aspirations were for the event and whether you hit your target or not. I think it's important to just take some time to let those emotions settle down so you fall back into the wise mind so you're able to make smart decisions whereas if you're too knee-jerk and you're too right i'm ready to get out there you just have to say right just hang on one second let me just how do i feel about that race what do i want to do i'm chasing this thing this goal do i still want to chase that goal how does the future look for me you know all those kind mm. of questions we, we talk about or we have spoken about reflecting on your training before joe and reflecting on races is equally as important if not more important in in many respects and i think that can help you to make really smart decisions and and ultimately it's that balance isn't it of of risk re reward yeah do you want totally. to risk getting back into training right all oh, thursday i'll do a tempo session i did a half marathon on sunday really smashed myself did everything smashed myself in training i'm gonna i think i'll be okay i think i'll be okay on thursday well you might be you might be but do you want to risk that because there is a risk attached to that and i'm not sure i would necessarily want to risk that because you want to run for the long term so just my, understanding the importance of kind of probability and i guess risk reward is is helpful is definitely helpful. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say is is mention my lovely friend Garmin. Um, <laughs> I love Garmin. I think it's an amazing invention, but it is an algorithm. And I think when sometimes the worst thing you can do is look at your watch because it's told me all week I'm detraining, and then I went out for a run today and it told me I'm unproductive. Um, it's an algorithm. It doesn't know that your legs are tired. I mean, it does know that you ran 50 miles, but for some reason it doesn't care. <laughs> so it's just being mean to you. So I would say more than anything, you, you know, we are coaches. We do think that coaches are very valuable people to have in your lives and can bring a lot to your running. But I think sometimes even more than this, appreciate that your Garmin is not looking at your life. It is literally crunching numbers. So ignore it. I think fitness devices bring so much to our training. But in moments like this, look at the real world, look what's going on. How tired do you feel? Do, does your foot feel a bit niggly? Does your, are your calves so tight that you can't move? Are you absolutely shattered and going to bed to 9.30? I'm talking about myself again all week here. Um, but you know, don't look at your Garmin and think, oh, it says detraining, therefore I must get out and do some running. It, I think it doesn't know what you've done. It's, it's, it's a good point, Joe, and I think it's interpretation as well, isn't it? I mean, if, if, if all this tech was absolutely bang on, not just Garmin, of course, but all the other bits of information, you can get data and stuff. It's wonderful. We love it. Joe, we both love the data stuff. But actually, if it was 100% accurate, we wouldn't be coaches. Coaches wouldn't exist. It would be completely reliable. You know, you'd almost be able to just print out a training plan and you know that you'd follow this if you did these sessions and tick these boxes. It doesn't work like that. So there is, to a degree, an element of a large degree, I think, of interpreting those results and those performances and those training sessions and those you know, you're looking at the big picture which we often talk about which is as coaches that's our job to do that but 
if you're self-coaching, looking after yourself, you can still look at the big picture rather than just, oh, this tiny face is telling me this number. My threshold <laughs> has got lower. I'm being unproductive. You know if you're being productive or unproductive. I know I'm being unproductive right now. I should be packing. There's chaos everywhere. I'm not packing. I know I'm being unproductive. I don't need my watch to tell me that. So just take some, take some responsibility. Take some responsibility. Uh, definitely. And, you know, going back to um, what we were saying, you, you know, you were talking about your... Um, you know, confidence to, to make your decisions, have confidence in how you feel and confidence to judge your own, you know, tiredness or, or all the rest of it. Um, but then going on from the fact that I was talking about eating and drinking and perhaps some, you know, we've, we've talked sort of quite generally, some real practical things. Do see this as a really important time to eat and drink and look after yourself. It's not just a physical recovery, you know, yes, to have, have, you know, eat well, don't think about, training fitness or all the rest of it eat whatever you feel you need i would say that in the first 24 hours probably your body's a good guide again so if you feel you need some massive bag of salty salt and vinegar crisps then knock them down because that is what you probably need but eating and drinking throughout this week going to bed early again i've been in bed at 9 30 for several nights because you know you're just tired be judged by how you feel um, and be sensible i think sometimes you have to accept that life overtakes you and actually there is, there is a comment from Kingswood Clinic that we will come back to but you know I ran this with Daisy now she has two young children her oldest child is the age of my youngest child so I had the pleasurable experience of being able to go home and just get into bed and lie down and have a little snooze she had to go home and be a parent to two toddlers um, so you've got to accept what your life's like as well and, and, you know, plan your recovery as much as you can within the realism of your life. I did feel slightly guilty, but not, not guilty enough not to get in my own bed and lie down and enjoy it though. Um, but you know, just be sensible, um, and be realistic about what recovery can you do afterwards. And that might then affect, so I could go to bed, lie there for a couple of hours, have a bit of a rest and probably felt slightly better the next day. But, but, but obviously she couldn't do that um, in the same way. So maybe didn't feel as good. So you've got to, again, fit it in with your life. Yeah. And it's like what you're saying about the whole lifestyle stuff that, that you can, you need to factor that into your training as well, because, and also into your recovery, meaning, well, actually I wasn't a full-time athlete and I wasn't a full-time runner and I didn't just train for that half marathon or 10 K or marathon and do nothing else. I didn't sleep in the afternoon and then I had a physio every day and sports massage therapist and nutritional nutritionist cooking for me. You don't have that. So all the other stress that you have in life from all those plates that you spin, like uh, what the Kingswood clinic is referring to here. I think that's really important to, Bear that in mind, after you've done everything you can and drag yourself across the line in your A race, all that kind of emotion, all that physical fatigue, that mental fatigue, just breathe, just let yourself recover. Give yourself that space, physical and mental. I do think that's important. And just on that, I, I've heard this a lot, Joe. I don't know if you've heard this. And it's a bit of an old thing, really, of how much time do you need to recover from a race obviously all races aren't equal but in terms of distance a general guide and this is a general guide is they say whoever they are one day's rest for every one mile that you raced in a race so in a 10k getting on for a week's rest in a half marathon <laughs> getting on for two weeks rest in a marathon getting on for a month now while that might not be bang on accurate what i do think is important to take away from that is when we think we feel okay, let's be honest, we all do a race and three days later we go, I feel all right now. Well, you might feel all right in terms of the muscles potentially, 
but your central nervous system takes a hammering. Everything takes a hammering and it's just allowing that to, to fully reset. And even if you feel okay, you probably still need to give yourself that little bit of extra time. It's a classic one, isn't it? In training, when we pick up an injury, oh, Achilles, Achilles, you wake up one day, oh, first day I've not felt it. I must be all right. You go and run and sure enough, you have a problem again with the Achilles. So just give yourself that little bit extra time. Be cautious. Play it safe. Play it safe. Play it safe. Yeah, I think the other thing as well, we were talking a little bit about that. You, you know, you were talking about your, your um, one of the runners you coach struggling mentally with, oh, this is my social life and all oh, this is the rest. I mean, I, again, I totally, I, I'm a miserable person when I can't run, but I'm not a miserable person when I've planned not to run. And so that's what I say to people, you know, just see this as a bit of time off that is not going to do any harm, but plan something else you know, whether that's going to the cinema, spending some family time, going out to the pub, you know, actually plan something else that's nice and sociable and will make you feel good about yourself um, and embrace the change and the time off. And then actually when you come back, you're probably going to come back refreshed and renewed mentally and ready to kind of really attack it mentally because you've taken that, you've actively planned to take that time off rather than it being something forced upon you. So try and see it as, don't see it as punitive. And I, I do say this to people all the time. I'm not being punitive when I say you can't run. This is, you know, see this as a bonus. See this as some free time that you've got in life because you're so busy, you never have time. So, so see this as something to, positive to be embraced and something you can go out and do. I, I, you know, I went out to the pub on Wednesday with some friends, had a great evening, really enjoyed it. And, you know, there's not that kind of trying to fit stuff in so I, i've had all this crazy amount of time this week it's been amazing it's felt like i've had twice as many hours in the day so you know embrace that kind of side of it as well i think you mentioned decision i wrote this down earlier as one of my points because i really believe strongly in this so i'm pleased you've raised it if you are decisive that can be so helpful and so empowering and it can it can reduce any feelings of anxiety i really believe that it can just settle your mind you've made a flipping decision Sometimes, almost even if it's the wrong decision, just make a decision. I, I'm saying this, but I'm not always the best at this. Oh, shall I turn left or right? Shall I have this for dinner or shall I have this for dinner? Make a decision, get it out of your head, park it. It will help you to embrace that decision then because it's firm. Rather than saying, I'll see how I feel. I'll see how I feel to me, says, if a runner said to me, I'll see how I feel after that, that race the following week. And that's to me says, you're probably gonna get out there too soon. You're probably going to push it more than you should. I'm having a week off. And even if I feel good on Thursday, I'm having a week off. Or like with yourself, Joe, right, I'm not going to run until Friday. And that's it. And you might feel good yesterday. But the plan and decision was always to not run until Friday. So making that decision before you get to this big A race that we're talking about, this main goal, I think will help that that commitment to it. I think it's really important. Can I tell you, just picking up, we mentioned the Kingswood Clinic. <laughs> Emma's saying, my name is Emma, by the way. I actually think King, the Kingswood Clinic's a lovely name. I really, I think it's a really nice, imagine that on your bib, on your race bib. Well, no, we'll call you Emma. Um, Emma's asked about lifestyle stuff, she didn't, she, didn't she, Joe? She was asking, which is a slightly different topic, connected in some ways to this, but uh, when you have a young family and a fledgling business, uh, and your frontline job, really want to run more but i'm struggling i mean i think that's a, a great great topic to discuss in the future if we can emma which is tackling you know how do we train with busy lives how do we maximize those training sessions what do you reckon joe so that's a good one for when we return yeah <laughs> i've been there emma i've been there i've done it it's a challenge but yeah it's a big big topic and um, just to pick up jim has said um do you mean 26 days rest before racing again uh 
you were saying it, it, it's something to bear in mind rather than a rule. I think what, what we're trying to say is if you've put a hard effort in, you are going to need time to recover. You may not need 26 days before the next race, um, but I think you need to appreciate that there is a recovery process you need to go through and you can compress that to some degree by the quality of your recovery may compress the recovery time, but only down to it. I think there is always going to be a bit of a minimum recovery time that you'll need. But you also, if you don't recover properly, what I find is you will elongate that period. So if you don't allow yourself to recover, you may find, and this is what I was saying about that training mediocrity, that you really struggle to kind of get back into training effectively. So 26 days, it's one of those things, um, you know, no, we're not saying you have to rest for 26 days. We're saying you have to recover. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. It's, an, it's a great question, actually, Jim, because I think one of the reasons that I like things like this, and there's lots of those rules out there, you know, we read it in Runner's World all the time or on the internet or in books, you know, do this, don't add more than 10% each week to your weekly volume, blah, blah, blah. And we know that these rules are very loose and they're only kind of guides and they don't suit everybody and all that sort of stuff. But I think one thing that I do like about these types of rules is it is a not a rule set in stone, but it's very clear. It's very clear, isn't it? OK, I'm going to have two weeks out if I do a half marathon. I'm not going to run for 26 days if I do a marathon. Let's be really honest here. You probably most people would recover enough to get back running before 26 days. But are you going to lose much in terms of fitness and your kind of future ambitions and, and the ability to achieve that various stuff in the future if you give yourself a full 26 days off? No, you're not, are you? And it goes back to that cost reward, that risk reward. How much do you want to do you want to risk it? You know, that's that's the bottom line. So it's not set in stone, as you said, Joe, but it's I think it's a good thing to just have in mind. Just have it in mind that yeah. it probably takes you longer than you think to recover from said races. You know, it does. So actually, which is a very nice segue into talking about taking a break and having a bit of a rest because we have got a bit of news for you folks um we are going to be taking a bit of a rest for the summer uh i don't know if i mentioned this jake but we're off air for the next few weeks <laughs> no, what? we have discussed it <laughs> haven't we did i mention that oh i, I meant to Gemma. send it i did i messaged you in my mind it just never came out on the phone <laughs> i just loved the fact that you said off air we're off air for the next few weeks I, for your birthday i'm gonna buy you some some lovely professional headphones joe we're gonna i'm gonna send them we're off air folks we're off air for tuning in to Yeah, you're getting into the swing of this whole life. I'm I love loving it. it, absolutely loving it. I'm giving up this running lark. Yeah. I'm going into media. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Tell people when we're back. People want to know when we're yeah, back. Yeah, so we, back. we have um, Jake, as we, I don't know if he's mentioned, um, but he's doing a bit of packing because he's off to Italy for four weeks. He comes back and then I'm, I'm not off to, I was usually off to France, but we've decided uh, not to go, but I'm doing a kind of bit of a vacation, staying at home, staycation. That's what it's called, isn't it? The word will come to me eventually. So um, unfortunately between the two of us, it's going to be a challenge. And after my uh, best attempts from the car park on the, M on the A14 on Friday, uh, we've decided that we're going to save you lot the awful experience of us missing turnings, um, singing car parks and doing all the rest of it. But hopefully you'll be joining us. So we're planning to be back 
and now I can't remember the day. <laughs> It's definitely in September, the beginning of September. It's not the third or second or whatever that Friday is. It's the one after that. Oh, see, I was so professional and then I've just let it slip away. Can't, can't you just send everybody like a calendar invite or something? Can we do I that? Will. I'll we send you like... a Zoom invite. Hey, don't worry. You're going to know everybody because we will be telling you about it. Because as we've just said about taking a break, the really good thing about taking a break is you'll come back refreshed, renewed and absolutely buzzing and ready to go. And I think that's where we're going to be well, by the time you, we get round to say September. This, you say come back. I might not come back. England are playing Italy on Sweet. Sunday evening. I, this, <laughs> so when I'm packing, by the way, I need to make sure that there's enough room in that suitcase for me because I think they're going to post me back in the suitcase on Monday morning. So... <laughs> Let's see. I might join you for the live. Is that if we joke? win or if I we lose? Not. I mean, you I might want know. to post yourself back if we look is being stuck out in Italy. <laughs> Let's just say every relationship goes through a testing experience. And I just, you know, we're all with you, Jake. We really hope you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And pleasure. You think of the worst possible timing. <laughs> Go for it. Jo, you need you need to wrap up now. We've done. You've done. I the, do. Oh my god! I'm just stringing it out. It's you know you know what it's like. You don't. Nobody wants to leave the party, do they? We're all hanging around in the kitchen trying god, to string I it out as long hate, as we can. Hate long goodbyes. <laughs> just right. Look, we're off. We're going. Me too. We're off, folks. It's been fun. We've really enjoyed seeing you and chatting with you. But we will see you in September. Don't worry. We will let you know when we're back. And in the meantime, you can catch up on the podcast. Uh, Jake, we'll be doing some podcasts through the week, uh, through the week, through the uh, summer. Um, we'll obviously be on Instagram at Running Joe 10K, at Running with Jake. Please follow us, folks. Please interact with us because, you know, we're going to miss you. And hopefully you might miss us too. <laughs> Kill it. That was Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running with Jake, the podcast.